All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to Script Free, a new podcast between myself, Mike Barkoff, and Braden James. Braden runs KBSX Gaming. Uh, KBSX, yep. yeah. Yep, and you do that on Twitch and YouTube, right? I do it on Twitch and YouTube, that is correct. Sweet. <coughs> uh, so we did, the, we did the last episode, uh, we, we, we did an episode for the Live Free podcast, which is something that myself and Zach Delves run. And we thought that the podcast flowed really well, so we decided to make our own podcast. Uh, Brayden came up with the name Script Free, and we're just going to be talking about some things that we feel somewhat passionately about in terms of technology, games, uh, films, music. And then there's also a topic in the mix that only Brayden really knows about, which is football. I don't know much about it, but um, it, that, that'll make for a fun learning experience for myself. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if, if you're ready to just de- delve right in, we figured that we were going to start with uh, different phone brands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like the two most phones that everybody feels like, like that I see everybody with now is Samsung and Apple. But really, there's some great budget phones that people are sleeping on. There so, is. say you're on a budget and you have 100, 150. <clears throat> to spend on a phone, say yours broke, whatever. You have 100 150 to spend on a phone. So you would essentially go with a budget phone. Yeah. Um some some brands to look forward look towards in those categories I think are Blue, Razer and there's there's different phones of those variations. See, I've never even um, I've never even personally heard though about those two. I'm I'm going to have to look into them cuz I am interested. Um, have, yeah, yeah. Have you the, heard of the OnePlus? The one, the Google OnePlus? No, it's it's called. Uh, one second, let me make sure that that's what it's called. It's not that, that Google. Sounds, it's a it's its own model. Like I was gonna say, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's oh, it's okay. It's it's the OnePlus Nord N10. OnePlus Nord. They make a line of phones okay. too that are really really good. I gotcha. Yeah. So is that like? Like N10, I would assume that's like Oreo 10 for software. I'm not sure, honestly, but they they are uh, obviously Android. They're not Apple, so uh, yeah, yeah. I'm more of an Android person myself when it comes to phones. Yeah, I am as well. I I I like Apple for tablets. I personally feel they have the best tablet on the market, but I I think with the Play Store, <coughs> it's um. It's it's really beneficial and not like not a slam at Apple or nothing, but the App Store is just money hungry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I do like a lot of the specs with Android versus yeah. Apple. I, I I do think Apple runs smoother than Android, um, mainly specifically with the encounter that a lot of people have with some Android phones that become to get older as they have them. <laughs> with the uh, Android has stopped working software problem. Just about everybody knows about it. Yeah. That's had. Yeah. It's see, that's, that's the type of stuff you don't have to really worry about. Typically with Apple, you know, some, just, just a few right off the top of my head that you do have to worry about with Apple is on, um, I mean, obviously screens cracking. They're probably the most known to crack because they're glass screens. Yeah. And then, um, they, they got heat warnings, <coughs> So say you're outside, it's like 100 plus degrees, 
and your phone could possibly get a heat warning. They can do the same for a cold temperature. Um, and then they, they do hold pretty good battery, but all around, yeah, I do prefer Android. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. I, I had an Apple and mine, I went outside one day in the winter to get my car started. It was at a hundred percent. I was out there no more than 15 minutes, came back in and it was at 1%. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what yep. that does with those temperature warnings. Yep. It'll just drain the heck out of your battery. It's crazy because uh, I have an Android and I've had Androids every other time, but that time I had an Apple, and the Androids just power through the cold like no joke. It seems like it. Yeah, they actually have a phone that's specifically built for gaming. Sounds crazy, right? <laughs> I believe it's called the Razer gaming phone or something like that. It was released, I think, like three three or four years ago. And the specs on it are just crazy when you think about a phone. And that's it's one of those like budget two... phones, right? Uh, no, this this one is not. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think it's Razer. Don't quote me. Um, for the brand, it's um, it's it's got like two hundred plus gigs, which I know some of these newer phones can go up to a terabyte. But this one, I think it's like two fifty to five hundred in price. Back when I first seen it three four years ago, but. This is specifically built for gaming, so like when you see the software inside, the specs on it, um, the what the, what the mal whatever the heck that crap is that keeps the phone going quick, like not storage, but yeah, RAM I, maybe? I I can't think of what they're called. Um, I know what you're I, talking I think about that. Really, <laughs> it it looks crazy. Let's let me just put it like that. <laughs> see, there was a there was a Nord phone too which i just mentioned i want to say i want to say yeah. it was the nord one plus i think that's what it is yeah yeah. Uh, i think that's the one that i'm thinking of that's like supposedly crazy but um yeah that that one uh is also supposed to be a gaming phone like the uh Ooh, really? i can't think of what you're trying to say like with with your terminology I, i'm having the same problem right now but that one Even has like like the most advanced in terms of like when it came out also Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. You, you got like a couple specs right off the top of your head for the phone? I'm trying to think of what model it was specifically because I'm trying to look it up. I don't know if it was the OnePlus or the OnePlus 10 or what the hell it was. <laughs> Some of these mobile games, like you go stacking a bunch, they can take up a ton of space. Of course, they have the SD cards and stuff. And yeah. Those are also on the store. It's kind of interesting. Well, it, with 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 uh, this is kind of off topic, but I mean it's in the it's in the topic. But it sucks because you have all these great phones coming out in the background that nobody really pays attention to that are constantly advancing so much. And then with Android and Apple, I mean uh, Samsung and Apple, it's like the two name brand phones are just rehashing and recycling the same things, and they're not making much of a difference every phone that comes out, you know. No, no. Like it, it most, takes, you see is a little higher camera specs, but yeah. really at the front, it's like really. Look, yeah, I'm, I'm paying for higher specs on a camera. Yeah, it takes it takes them like three or four new phones before they're really a new phone. Honestly, like before yeah, they yeah. they start acting like completely better, and it's like it's just crazy. I I can believe that because some of these phones we were mentioning these these brands are slept on people. Yeah, these are phone brands. That could do just as much as those thousand dollar phones that you're paying for. Yeah, and they're being slept on because they're not a higher end brand that makes as many sales in phones, tablets, whatever. 
So yeah, and people people really need to look into them because if they if they were to turn their attention towards these phones that aren't out in the news every day and they're not the most known every day, um, I feel like there would be a lot more actual competition for competition's sake between Apple and Samsung where they're actually and, producing phones that are very better compared to what we're dealing with yeah, today. And, and, and really there <laughs> needs to be competition in these mobile devices with phones. Like there, there needs to be competition, competition between brands and um, phones within the brands, like different kinds of the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or else it's not going to go very far at all. I, I can't find yeah, the but, I can't find the one that I was looking for. It's a Nord One Plus something. Uh, I I can't find it. But the the dude the the selfie camera, the front facing camera, literally pops up out of the phone every time that you like open oh, Snapchat. Dude. Yeah, the camera pops up out of the phone. Um, my can coworker had one, an old coworker can you of mine. How crazy that would be! Like I, I'm gonna go off topic here. But they, Samsung, I believe it's Samsung, has this phone, and it's like a tablet, too. It's like a phone or a tablet that can fold into a phone. <coughs> That's crazy. They, they were, yeah, they were talking about releasing it, I want to say, two years ago when I first seen it, and I think they actually just were cleared to release it because when they first wanted to release it, it was so buggy that they couldn't. Really? But they've, And then Samsung's also got this flip touch phone now. <laughs> but the tablet one, I feel like it's kind of cool because say you want to be sitting on a bench at a park and you want to have it in tablet mode and not like fold it like a book, yeah. turn it into a phone. So you have like two screens basically when it's in phone mode. And <clears throat> so say you're sitting on a bench, you could literally like, like think about like these books and stuff. I know there's audio books, but like people who are old school and like to read, you could legit. It, it's almost like holding a book. Like it, it's just, it's mind blowing, honestly. See, yeah, the only thing with those types of phones that I feel like would bug me is when you're folding them is that, that crease, you know, in the, in yeah, the, yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. That just seems so weird to me. Like, like the flip phones that are, they're coming out with now that are touchscreen. I mean, you'd think there would have to be a spot in your screen where it's, it's a crevice so that the technology can flip. And that'd be so weird. I, I <laughs> See, the thing that worries me is with those new phones that do that flipping method is what if, like, like you know, screens that were flipped back then weren't glass. Exactly. Screens that were, so, like, say you flip it really hard, so it gets, you get frustrated or something, you crack your screen. Yeah. Say, that's what I mean, like, <laughs> people got to take that into consideration when buying these. Yeah. The screen replacement aren't as cheap for devices 2016, 2017 as 2022. See, and that's that's the thing, too, with people buying these is that people aren't buying it with the consideration, is this the best piece of technology I'm going to be getting for my money? They're buying it thinking this is the next big thing because it's Samsung's new object or Apple's new object. And exactly. Not, yeah, you end up with a lot of bugs. You end up with a lot of issues and I honestly think the smartest route is to just uh, take your time and not rush into buying a new piece of device like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely worth waiting. If if you have connections that know a lot about phones and know a lot about you, 
<clears throat> they can probably find a good, decent phone that's not one of these two brands or is one of these two brands possibly that would just blow you away. Yeah. Like, wow, I did not think this would work this well. But in hindsight, it does for half the price. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It is. How much, how much people will put their money into a new phone without, without really knowing like, what the consequences could be. When we just take into consideration that Apple basically is the most, like they have the most money out of any, <coughs> any technology company. That sounds crazy, right? Yeah. It really does. And why? It's because people are paying for these phones. Their only competition is Samsung. Yeah. And Samsung doesn't have as great of a selling tablet as Apple does. Also, Apple makes MacBooks, and then Samsung makes the Chromebooks, which yeah. really I do recommend a Chromebook over a MacBook if you're a gamer, but MacBooks, no disrespect, they can run some decent games too. Yeah, I, I use a MacBook for, you know, like what we're doing right now, and I, I just do that mm -hmm. because you it's easier to get stuff off of a MacBook than it is to get stuff yeah. off of a Chromebook. You can actually it's, download it's CDs and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the Apple devices are a lot simpler yeah. than Android all the way around with iPhones, iPads, MacBooks. Yeah. Heck, we can go all the way back to iPods. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's, it's simpler. Yeah. Which I I don't like simplicity in a phone. I I, don't, I know that probably yeah. doesn't make sense. And I I honestly don't really like simplicity in a laptop, but because I'm trying to get films and stuff done, I just go with the MacBook cuz it's the easiest. So I can I can get yeah. stuff done in a timely manner, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I 100% agree with that. I I don't like simplicity either in pretty much any device, but I'm a huge tech geek. Yeah. <clears throat> so I know my way around this stuff. But speaking for people who are you know a little older, say yeah. your parents yeah. that that you're watching this, and Apple's not a bad brand to go for them. No, not at all. It's it's simple to maneuver, and just about anybody can use an iPhone at the right price. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I really wish they weren't so expensive. It's crazy how expensive yeah, they I, are. I <laughs> Even looking at, like, the iPhone 6, which came out so long ago. Yeah. Okay? And, and just seeing those, what they cost refurb on certain websites like 200 plus like that that's a lot of money for it that is. old of a phone it is i i got <laughs> i i had the iphone 6 plus and mine uh that's the one that died really fast in the winter and mine yeah. actually had a bad battery to the point where every time i charged it it started bending the phone really yeah and i looked it up and See, it's that's... a common thing so like i'm not making it up it's crazy <laughs> Well, here, here's a fun fact. I had a blue phone, one of the phone brands we were just mentioning. It was a blue R2 Plus 2019. Um, bought it off of Amazon, brand new, directly from the blue company. Had it shipped to my house and worked great <coughs> all of about a year and a half, two years. Well, after that, I started having problems with it, so I switched over to a ZTE phone, which is also a great budget brand for you folks. Um and so I, I started using the ZTE for about a year and a half or so, 
and the blue, I had had it on my table and I picked it up and noticed that the um, back of the phone was like bulked, like fattened. Oh, really? <laughs> so I instantly thought, <laughs> kind of like what you were saying, like that's not common at all. Yeah. It, it almost makes you think like the battery's going to explode in the phone. Yeah. Yep. That's that's messed up. It, yeah, especially when people are putting phones together professionally and getting paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and if it's a problem with the battery, that's definitely something that, uh, you know, the material of the battery, that's definitely something that should be addressed instantly and fixed before we even touch putting another phone out with a battery of the same material. 100%, 100%, yeah. Like, I can't believe that. But that, I mean, that seems to be how it is. Uh, it's greed over... Um, actual quality you know <coughs> yeah unfortunately but other than that would you recommend the blue wait what well, i didn't hear you what oh other than that would you recommend that blue the phone the blue brand in general yes <laughs> they do make some good phones but as for the blue r2 plus 2019 i do not recommend that phone <laughs> and i believe they have a 2018 one as well and, look, I haven't had that one, but I, I, I don't recommend any of the Plus models with the year in them. Really? Um, I, I, I really don't, know. Um, <clears throat> I feel like that if one phone has a problem like that of that brand, so let's say blue, and then they have those models, the uh, Plus 2019, the Plus 2018, plus 2017 and if they go all the way up to 2022 i have no idea i i feel like it could be a reoccurring problem but still seems off but anything that <clears throat> anything that isn't a plus model with the year would probably be a little bit better oh 100 yeah yeah yep I'll have to look into that one. I, I am interested. It is time for me to get a new phone. So I, I actually have yeah, been yeah. looking into new phones to get. Uh, I, I also <laughs> am interested in the Motorola <clears throat> G Power, which has three days of battery. That is impressive. Yeah. Yep. And I, I've read reviews and like a lot of people say that it literally has three days of battery. Like the camera shit, but honestly, I'm willing to take a hit there because what I, what I really look for with a phone is good battery. And... It seems every phone I have just has horrible battery, and I, you know, I know what to do to make the battery last longer. And it's like no matter what I do, it just they don't really last any longer for me. Yeah, it seems like that with some of these phones that are out. It, it really does, you know. Say you lower the brightness. Yeah. Say that might help. Yeah. For a while, but for a while it starts to not help. Yep. Or say you do um, the low power mode when you're <coughs> at twenty five, ten percent. Yeah, and that doesn't really help. I I listen to music like all day every day, so I'm sure that that you know has a hefty effect on uh, battery. But still, it'd be nice to have something where you don't have to worry about you know ha uh, having to charge two three times a day. You know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Especially if you can get it cheaper than the prices of these newer phones like Samsung and Apple, because they advertise that they have, you know, three, four day battery, but 
when you look at the price, it's like, really? Do I really want to pay that? Exactly. For just the battery? Yeah. And you, you probably probably don't, honestly. Like, if you're paying that much, you need to have a lot more specs in order for me to really be interested in it. I 100% believe that as well, yeah. Mm. Oh, I, th- I think we've done pretty good on this topic, honestly. <laughs> so, um, as well. Yeah, w- would you be down to be going to the next one, which is uh, Discord's partnership with PlayStation? Of course, yes. So we have a rumor which has been confirmed basically through some Sony Reddits that were in Japanese um, language by I, whom I would assume a PlayStation developer, um, and that Reddit post was deleted. Really? <laughs> With Sony already rumoring as of, like, last year, later on in the year that they were doing a partnership with Discord. But now, because of that Reddit post that was leaked, we now know it's a lot sooner than we expected. So how so we could expect that so we could expect at any time I, I'm not gonna say quite this month, although a lot of people thought it was going to be this month. I think possibly next month at the earliest, if not the the following month. Um there's also now. Now keep in mind, <coughs> the only partnership PlayStation has ever done, app-wise, is Spotify. This is why Spotify's numbers are as huge as they are. Everyone who has a console, PS4, PS5, Xbox, whatever, they all have Spotify. But PlayStation is partnered with Spotify, and um, Discord's partnered with Spotify too. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. That's that's crazy. See, because the one time that PlayStation made a partnership, which was Spotify, it blew up. Like, it became the most used app on everyone's console, whether really? it's PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. It was the most used app. Now we're talking about adding Discord to PlayStation and partnering with it. How big do we think that's going to blow up? My guess, probably a lot. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, what, what, what would really work for, uh, like, why, why would they be collaborating with Discord? Is Discord something See, gamers turn to a lot? <laughs> exactly. So you're, you're 100% right with the question. Why mm-hmm. would they turn to um, really any console, for that matter, besides basically PC <clears throat> for talking to gamers when they already have a party function in PlayStation and Xbox where you can do essentially the same thing as Discord does. <clears throat> so where you can talk to your friends at the same time while you play, like people do on PC with Steam, um, who run Discord in the background. So Discord's, from my understanding, their implementations that they want with this partnership is that so say games aren't crossplay meaning you have an Xbox somebody has a PlayStation if that game's not crossplay you both can't play really together so I didn't know that again I didn't know that they say, could like I didn't know crossplay existed <laughs> it does it's a very interesting uh, feature um but say you don't have 
you're both playing a game that doesn't have crossplay. So you can get on Discord, say someone's playing on PlayStation, the other person at the time being, we will see if Discord's added in Xbox within time. If it is, then you both could be on Discord on a game that's not crossplay and play different games and talk to each other. Not be able to play with each other because it's not crossplay, but talk to each other rather than having to use phones. Um <clears throat> to talk to each other on Discord. So it's it's really a unique concept when you think about both of these consoles have party functions, but when you when you know people that have different consoles, this is a really great app to have on your console when it is dropped. Highly recommend it. It's I, I don't know how big it's going to be, but I really think it's going to be pretty big. In my opinion, I could see myself using it a lot. Um, I, I just, I, I think it's going to be huge. I, I really do. So even if they don't like, could, could you still download Discord on PS on PlayStation right now? Or right now you can, <laughs> right now you cannot download Discord. Oh, okay. But once, once the partnership goes through you'll be able to go right onto your online stores to say it's PlayStation, right on the PlayStation store and download the app Discord. Say you're on Xbox and it eventually drops on Xbox. You'll be able to go right on the Microsoft store and download Discord. And it's, see, my knowledge is (laughs) with a partnership with PlayStation, like Spotify, you're able to navigate it through your side menu, which the only app we've ever seen that was the partnership with Spotify. Now PlayStation's partnering with discord so we can essentially expect that in the side menu so we don't have to <coughs> close a game and then open discord in the background whereas if we can just hold a button on our controller and click on the thumbstick and go to the left and navigate right to discord <coughs> while playing a game is it gonna make uh streaming easier like can you stream on discord um <coughs> I don't know if you can stream on Discord, but there is a function right on PlayStation, not Xbox, um, but right on PS4s and 5s, I believe. They have a built-in webcam into the system where you can live stream, record clips, um, take screenshots, all without having to do that with an Elgato. All right. For those of you who know what that is, which... Uh, you know, a decent one cost you 100, 150. Well, with PlayStation, they automatically have them built in that are four and five, three do not. But <clears throat> this is something that the Xbox One and the Xbox Series S do not have. Xbox Series X, the newest one, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But it, yeah, um, it. It could be big for promoting your streams. Um, I, I honestly think that Reddit is probably the best thing to promote when you're going live through a group um, page about the topic. I, I think that's essentially probably the best way to promote your live streams. But Discord is also another option. So you just have to find the right chat on Discord to... Basically, yeah, okay. the, the right chat and the right groups, I, I think. Um, you, you could also do social media if that's all you have. Social media does work just fine. Um, y- you know, some small beginner tips that I would recommend for streaming. Number one, 
you you always have to um, interact with your chat. Like that's something you always got to do. Um, and number two, you have to do as much promoting as possible. Um, you're you're not gonna blow up. <coughs> Speaking specifically Twitch wise, you're not gonna blow up just by live streaming, especially if you're not interacting with chat. So the way Discord or Twitch works is. So whatever game you're playing, there's multiple uh, streams happening of that same game, including yours. The amount of viewers yours has is where it will be in the page. So say you have one or two, it'll be probably at the very bottom. Say you have 100, you're going to be pretty close to the top of that game page. Now, you know, that's, that's the way you have to promote. Like you have to do promoting, like I said, whether it be through social media, Discord, in a group chat, whether it be through Reddit, <coughs> whatever, you know, that's, that's stuff you have to do. See, I, I, I'm on Reddit, obviously social media too. And I, I understand yeah, those, but, but, um, yeah, I'm on discord, but I'm only on discord because uh, Zach was kind of the one to, uh, mention discord. So I, I, even though I have discord, I still don't really understand it too much, but yeah, yeah that, that's why I, I, I didn't. That's why I didn't really know exactly like what you could do with Discord and how it would benefit from being on PlayStation. But now, now I understand a little bit more. But um, yeah, and that's that's my thought process. I don't use Discord much either, probably nor do some PlayStation players. I'm not going to say the majority, but some. But when Discord is added, I think a lot more people are going to use the app and learn more about it. It's crazy because when I first got the app, it seemed like it was one of those things where you just kind of mess around with it and figure it out on your own. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it seems like, really. Yeah, yep. And because of that, I was really confused, like, what I was supposed to be doing with it. <laughs> yeah. But you, you did mention something there in this whole uh, tangent of Discord partnering with PlayStation. That was another one of our topics, um, which was... PlayStation and Xbox comparisons. Are, are you ready to go yeah, on to that topic? Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, so comparing Xbox and PlayStation, and, and there's a million different ways to compare it. Um, you know, just a few things that come to mind with both consoles. <clears throat> so both consoles have exclusives game exclusives specifically, so games that are only on those consoles, so say Xbox, Halo, um, really going off topic, now the big acquisition of Microsoft, Xbox, buying Activision and Blizzard Entertainment and King, and for those of you who don't know what game brand King is, they make Candy Crush, Um, and Activision makes Call of Duty, which is basically the best-selling gaming franchise in history. And then Blizzard, who also works with Activision but has their own game company, develops games like World of Warcraft and other stuff. And then they also uh, bought um, Bethesda, um, which in in that um, acquisition, which makes Skyrim and Elder Scrolls Online. Um, So basically... That's that's a big move, but what they paid was more of the question. They paid almost seventy 
what was it, $70 million, I believe, for that acquisition. That's pretty big. Now, going to PlayStation, hate me all you want, people, but I'm a Sony pony, and I'm, I'm going to put my opinion out here. <coughs> so some PlayStation exclusives that we didn't have to spend like close to 70 million on, okay, was God of War. Now, I know God of War is now on PC, um, not the new one that's going to be dropping, and we, we really don't have a, a time frame of when it's going to be dropped quite yet, but God of War Ragnarok, which is going to be a Viking Age God of War. We also have Spider-Man, which is basically becoming a huge selling franchise incredibly quick on gaming. And then we've got Little Big Planet. <laughs> Old school Ratchet and Clank, which is making new games, with the newest one being Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, or Rift, I think, <coughs> which was just released late last year. And then, um, you know, it's it's games like that that are very well selling. You know, Uncharted, for example, another one. Um, just The Last of Us, I want to say, is only on PlayStation as well. Oh, really? These are big. I didn't know that. These, I, I, I think. Don't quote me on that, but because <clears throat> The Last of Us was made by Naughty Dog, so I don't know. I feel like it could be on Xbox, but for some reason, I, I'm just thinking it's on PlayStation. Like I know, not all of their games are, but I feel like The Last of Us might be. Um, but it, it's games like these that we didn't have to spend close to. Uh, 70 million dollars on now is playstation still going to get these titles like call of duty well the warcraft isn't on console obviously that's pc um skyrim elder scrolls online and to answer questions towards skyrim <coughs> in 2023 no skyrim and i, I want to say possibly ESO if they happen to release a whole new game of that which they have never done but who knows? And also Fallout, because that is also um, in the Bethesda um, company. <coughs> These are all games you're not going to see on PlayStation in 2023, meaning the newer games of these titles. So Skyrim, possibly Elder Scrolls Online, and of course Fallout. So any new game that comes out of those titles, you're not going to see on PlayStation in 2023, I believe, as rumored. That's specifically from Bethesda, um, who went against their word late last year on saying they basically would continue to update specific games, but didn't. <coughs> so say you already have Skyrim on PlayStation 4 and 5. Say you already have Elder Scrolls on PS4 or 5 and Fallout. All of those games that are currently out, you can still buy. But the newer ones that are going to be released, you will not be able to. Call of Duty, <coughs> as of right now, that we know of, it's still going to be on PlayStation for many years. How many years? We don't know. But we do know that Call of Duty, the specific series of Call of Duty and Probably the newer ones is coming to Game Pass, which is a subscription service through Xbox Microsoft, where you can pay money monthly, and then you can basically not own games, but you're basically paying to rent games is what you're doing, but you can play them all you want. So seeing Call of Duty, a best-selling 
franchise in history added to that is it, it you're, you're going to see game passes numbers go up quite a bit even though they're already crazy high Obviously. um yeah 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 it's it's it, it's huge in the gaming news <coughs> and it's all over <coughs> but i'm i'm honestly more curious what playstation's going to do because i'm hearing a lot of rumors that PlayStation Now, which is basically the same thing as Game Pass, but it's PlayStation's version of Game Pass, where you can rent games, play them all you want, but can't own them. They're supposed to be (coughs) discontinuing (coughs) PlayStation Now. So at certain retailers, you're not going to see the PlayStation Now gift cards anymore. So one month, three months, 12 months, okay? At certain retailers, you're already starting to see those not carried anymore because they're slowly discontinuing PlayStation now for as rumored a higher tier PlayStation plus, which you need to play online, whether you have internet or not, you need it to play online. So Xbox already has a higher tier and Xbox live, which is what you need to play online. But you're seeing PlayStation basically do sort of the same thing, same thing, but kind of with backwards compatibility, (coughs) which Xbox already has as well and you're going to be able to play ps3 games ps4 games on a ps5 um ps2 which some of these ps2 and ps1 titles you can already play on playstation now while it's still up oh really i didn't know that you can also buy some of these ps1 and ps2 titles not all but some more of the popular ones through the playstation store so to keep digitally (coughs) but Seeing all of this through a higher tier of PlayStation Plus, I don't know. I'm. I think it's going to be a great idea, <coughs> depending on price and length. I think it could be good, but it, it's it's got my attention a little bit because PlayStation Plus essentially lets you keep the games that you get with Plus, but you have to have your subscription still ongoing, meaning active to play those games so say you have however many games through playstation plus so they drop usually two to three a month and you you can always keep them you but you can only play them while your subscription is active um that's that's essentially my rant on that by the way sorry guys my dogs have eaten males coming crazy so you can hear her just like sniffing out of oh i i didn't even hear her in the background <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah that's that's, uh, I'm not the most video game oriented, so I'm still trying to wrap my head around a lot of what you were just saying, but, um, it's, it's a lot to take in. It really is. It really is. Even, for us, even, even for us gamers, this is huge. Like just even knowing what PlayStation's, you know, just one of these topics, what PlayStation's going to do with this, we, I guess basically game pass service included in PlayStation plus, but PlayStation now basically, what it's going to be, you know, because PlayStation Now is the same price as PlayStation Plus. So one month is 10 bucks, three months is 25 bucks, 12 months is 60 bucks. So seeing these subscriptions basically combined in a way with more backwards compatibility on older games for PS2 and PS1, where you can play those on a PS4 or a PS5 and PS3 games um, on those consoles as well. You know, like, what are we going to see for a price range at specific, you know, 
um, time frames, one month, three months, 12 months, you know, how many higher tiers are we going to see? Like, I think there's three for Xbox Live, and Xbox also has Game Pass, which they have no intentions of getting rid of. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's curiosity with all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool that they're trying to introduce uh, backwards compatibility into the mix, too. Or you, you said they already yeah. have that, but kind of expand on that even more. Yeah, you're 100% right with expand. See, what's even got me more curious is I've got probably 10-plus PS3 games sitting right here in front of me that are hard copy. So what that means, people, is disc. So it's a case on a disc, not online bought digitally through my account. So if this backwards compatibility is, you know, when it comes... Are we going to be able to insert a disc into the console and play that backwards compatible game? Because we, Xbox is able to do this, and Xbox has been able to do this for a long time. This is something Sony, PlayStation, is way behind on. So I, I think that's the right move, but just coming to mind right now, do I think that's going to happen where you can put a disc in and play it if it's a PS3 game? Probably not, because they would have to do a huge software update. Keep in mind, people, the PS5's already been out for over a year, and people are still having an impossible time trying to find one out in the, the wild. So, yeah. Do you have one, or? I do not. I have a PS4, but <clears throat> my, my point is, is with the PS5 being out over a year and the PS4 being out since 2013, so basically nine years, okay? Are they going to release as big of a software update to implement putting in a PS3 disc to play on a PS4 console with the PS4 being out since 2009 or 2013? That's nine years. Yeah. And the PS5 being their newest console out over a year. You know, my knowledge with my years um, playing on PlayStations, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I truthfully think it'll be like like the subscriptions um, merged together, <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's going to get the PlayStation community really heated if they don't, because people like me who have been playing since PS3 days would love to be able to insert a disc. Yeah. Um, you know, especially considering Xbox One, the original Xbox One, who... That console is actually discontinued now. The original Xbox One is no longer at most retailers. Microsoft has officially, as of like a month ago, which is confirmed by Microsoft through IGN, they are discontinuing production of the original Xbox One. So that means you'll only be able to get the Xbox Series X and I believe possibly the <laughs> Xbox One S. And see, the crazier thing is Sony made the opposite move later on a week or so after that announcement that they're going to stop, not completely stop, but slow down productions on PS5 this year and produce more PS4s, which both consoles are selling tremendously with COVID. <laughs> but... It's crazy, and it makes sense why they're doing it to catch up with chip shortages with COVID um, for the PS5. So while they've got tons of stock on chips for PS4s, why not catch up with 
the chip shortage on PS5. So whether it be a four or five month thing that they do where you're still going to see PS5s, but not as many when people are still having an impossible time finding one, wherever they are, Target, Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop, online, Amazon, when they sell out literally within a second with people refreshing their pages constantly. It's, th- this is the type of stuff that kind of bothers me, but I understand it. I think it is a right business move for Sony, but as the gamer I am, <laughs> it does frustrate me. That's crazy. I didn't. I wouldn't think that they would cease production. Well, not cease, but slow down production of their newest console at all. It's it's definitely crazy. But like I said, it does make sense. It does infuriate me a lot. Yeah. But it makes sense. It's weird to think about, nonetheless. It is. Yeah, it's really a weird concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I don't know too much about the. <laughs> well. Full sabbatical, but uh, um, I don't know if you feel like you've covered that. You've covered that topic because that was mainly you, but if, if uh, all of you, honestly, but if you feel like you've covered that enough, uh, you you had uh, two more, I believe, that you wanted to talk about, which was uh, the prices on the consoles and if they're worth buying oh, yeah. at what price, and then the games that are worth picking up. Okay, so let, let's start with the gaming one first because that's a more easy breakdown than the console price comparison in this year. So let's dive into the game one. Okay. (laughs) So looking at games and what games are worth picking up at what price in 2022, whether they be a 2017 game, meaning it was released in 2017, 2016, or even 2021 or 2022 for that matter. So let's, let's go possibly late 2021 a game was released and you're seeing these games on sale late 2021 certain titles so uh i I gotta think here a little bit on specific titles because my numbers are usually pretty on point with this so like let's say let's go to 2022 so madden for example which is football nfl Super Bowl coming up in basically two or three weeks. Um, Madden 22, newest Madden, <laughs> which was dropped August 2021, which the new Maddens always drop every year in August when you're officially able to buy them. Pre-order, which most of you probably know what that is. Pre-order a game, buy it ahead of time, and then you'll be able to download it right as soon as it's released and you'll own it. But Madden 22... As of right now, um, I I think I paid thirty bucks myself on sale digitally. Um, I think right now, I think a good price for it, brand new, not hard copy. I think more digital. <coughs> Fair price, in my opinion, is probably twenty four ninety nine. Possibly hard copy brand new i'd say probably around the same maybe 26 27 um i guess really used you know you could we can't really say 20 because we're not going to see the next madden being madden 23 until august of 2022 um when it'll officially be dropped probably pre-order a month or two before you'll you'll obviously be paying full price um, with any of these games that you pre-order ahead of time, but hard copy wise, 
I I really think brand new is is probably probably about 25 27 somewhere around that range so basically around the same um i i do really think 27 28 though because hard copies are a little bit more expensive to make than a digital copy (coughs) Um, other other games like um try and think of some more series sports games are genuinely pretty cheap so, um, you got like your FIFA, which is soccer. You've got your FIFA, which is basketball, NBA FIFA. You've got your NHL, which is soccer. You've got your Madden, which is football. Um, and I MLB, which is baseball. I knew I was forgetting one. Um, those are those are all games <laughs> that you're going to see pretty cheap within time, even if they're the newest ones out. You're going to see them drop pretty quick in price usually 50% discount within usually two, possibly three, four months. Um, it's all about the sales on these games at release. And I'm talking just even outside of um, sports genre. It, it's all about the sales with games right off the bat, how often you're going to see the price drop quickly and how quick. And that's why you don't see a lot of these higher end games like Call of Duty drop pretty reasonably. <laughs> Although I did see Vanguard, which is the newest Call of Duty, on sale on um, digitally for I think thirty-seven or thirty-eight. Do I think that's a good price? It, in my opinion, personally, no. I I think the numbers are not great for Vanguard, um, which is the newest Call of Duty. I think the numbers have been terrible for Call of Duty uh, with the franchise in general. The numbers have not been normal for a call of duty that just released so previously like cold war the numbers were crazy high these numbers are already way lower <clears throat> with vanguard than cold war when cold war first released and that's why a lot of people aren't playing vanguard because they don't want to buy it because call of duty offers a free game in warzone which most people know if they know anything i'm talking about and it's um, just like that vanguard yeah yeah basically so it's it's like um, Call of Duty, Van, the Vanguard numbers are not great, but to see it drop basically 22, 12 bucks, whatever, I think 22. <laughs> yeah, 22, my math's on point. So 22, basically two, I, I want to say Vanguard dropped like two months ago or so. That's, that's a pretty big price drop that quick for Call of Duty. Like that's probably the quickest I've ever seen Call of Duty drop that cheap digitally. Um, and you could get even higher editions of the game, so say Ultimate Edition, whatever, pretty reasonably too. I don't remember the numbers, but it, it, it's games like that, I would hold off until probably you see like a 25 price range on that game brand new digitally specifically because you know, hard copies are more expensive to make, but if you're new to Call of Duty and haven't played it much, I do not recommend picking up Vanguard. <coughs> there are a lot of people that have played Call of Duty for years that don't like the game. Also, professional Call of Duty players, so esports players that play the game with MLG, Major League Gaming, all of that, um, that compete in cash prize tournaments for over 100 k um, that aren't buying Vanguard. 
So that indicates to me that these are instant no's to me when buying a game. <laughs> so when I see a people who professionally play this game for money, and I'm, I'm talking outside of streaming, um, all of that, who play competitively for money, big cash payouts, um, they're not buying the game. They're competing in Warzone or they're not wanting to go to a Vanguard event. Um, that's that that's a big no to me. That's that's like a huge red flag as a gamer. That that's just that's no. Um, people who play that game professionally and they don't want to play it or even own it for that matter, because I've seen some MLG gamers rumored that had not bought in Vanguard. That's no, that's 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 a huge no. That indicates that I will not buy this game. <laughs> that's interesting. I don't. Again, I don't know much, so it's a lot to wrap my head around. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, when we when we talk more about it, I'm sure I'll get more uh, adept and know more of what to say. But this this is the first yeah. episode, and this is these are topics that were going over so early for me. So I'm, I'm yeah. really, yeah, when I, when I hear more of it and I learn more of it, I'll, I'll know more of what to say. And, you know, uh, same, same with yeah. football. When we get to talking about football in the future episodes, I'm sure I'll be the same exact way where I won't know anything to say, but, um, yeah. And I, I do want to give you guys a heads up on that Super Bowl. I will be doing a podcast with this guy right here, yes. but not until possibly, I, I don't want to do it when this these next two games are happening okay. because we have four teams that are left on two fours. Yeah, eight, my bad. I think eight. Two, four. Yeah, eight, I believe. Or something like that. So we have basically, I don't know, my math's off somewhere, but we don't know. Yeah, eight, eight teams. So two teams that go against each other. Um, four teams that are going against each other in each uh, conference, so AFC and NFC. So right now we don't have a set opponent for the Super Bowl until after this next week. Oh, uh, really? I didn't, I didn't know that's how that worked. So we've got, for games, I'm trying to think, we've got the 49ers playing the Rams, I believe, which is a division rivalry in the NFC West. And then you've got the... Uh, I, I can't remember all of them, but I, I have to know the final two teams that are going to the Super Bowl before I can give any predictions or um, any staff predictions, anything like that. I mean, I, I could just, you know, come up, come up with some, you know, like what I think is going to happen in these final games. But really, I mean, usually I'm <coughs> pretty on point with football. And, you know, injuries are happening with teams. So it, it's day-to-day with teams. It's, it's day-to-day with these teams that are remaining with injuries, COVID, everything. Because injuries, that, that's the same thing as COVID with these players. If they have COVID and they haven't cleared protocols to go into a game, they can't play. And that's huge being the season's on the line for them. So say you have a really good player that hasn't, clear protocols, COVID protocols or concussion protocols, whatever it is with an injury, they can't play. Say that's a big player. That's big. Um, and that, you, you know, you don't know this stuff. It's, it's day to day 
when this stuff is leaked. Um, <laughs> I guess really the biggest thing that wowed me was Tom Brady. Um, really, I mean, the greatest athlete, in my opinion, of all time. I know a lot of people think Michael Jordan, but I, I no disrespect towards Michael Jordan, but I, I think uh, Tom Brady, his numbers show throughout his career with Super Bowl rings and Super Bowl appearances, playoff wins, um, numbers and passing yard, passing touchdowns. I could go way more deep into it, but I really don't want to. <laughs> he was just knocked from the playoffs. Now let's think about his age. Basically the oldest player to ever play, I believe, a sport um, and still playing. He, he, he lost. So his season's done for. Are we going to see him play another year at his age? Greatest athlete of all time, the GOAT. Everybody's a little curious, you know. Are we going to see him next year? We don't know. I'm sure he'll come back. Yeah, I, I hope, but it's it's a wait-and-see type thing. Is it his last year on this contract? Um... I'm trying to think. He was on a two-year contract, <laughs> and I I want to say this was the last year. I don't see him going to a different team. He played with the Patriots a long time, has been with the Bucks. I think two two years, I want to say. I don't think he signed a one-year, then extended to a two-year. Um, but I, I just I don't see him going to another team. If he plays another year, I think he'll sign a one-year deal with the Bucks to basically make another run at another Super Bowl. Um, but I just, I don't think his body can physically take that or do that with being a quarterback and the amount of hits he takes. I didn't, realize, not have, I didn't realize he was that old, honestly. I think he's like 40, he's over 45. I want to say he's like 46 or 7. Damn, really? Yeah, and when you think about the body, and he's not a very quick quarterback, even at his young age um in the national football league he's not a scrambler he's he's a pocket passer so he stays in the pocket and waits for uh somebody to get open down the field like he can just he reads the field it's crazy um but you know when you think about the body taking hits um you, you know you just look even more towards the knee section when you think about a torn achilles if that was to happen that's that's a huge injury that could possibly happen next year if he happens to go another year. Yeah, that would be fucked. That would be an injury that could probably affect him long-term. If it's completely snapped, like it completely snapped, ACL, MCL, PCL, <coughs> all three of them snap, meaning tear, that would probably affect him long-term, I feel like, at his age. Yeah. I mean, the chances of all three of those tearing are pretty slim to none, but at that age, nothing would surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be good by any means. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, I'm excited to do the Super Bowl podcast. Um, what, what did you want to do? Did you want to go over that last topic, or did you want to save that for next episode? You just want to go over the last one quick? Yeah, we can do that. So the last one right. was uh, consoles, and if they're worth buying in 2022, at what price, as well as specs? Okay. Um, 
I'll try to go over this as quick as possible for you, man. Oh, you're all good. So, so as for consoles, are what ones are worth picking up in 2022? And the answer to that is any console you can get your hands on, meaning PS3, PS4, PS5, PS2, not really PS1, I don't think. If you could find one in outstanding condition, meaning very clean, still working, definitely pick it up to the right price. But a lot of these consoles, you know, Xboxes, Xbox 360, original Xbox. <coughs> These consoles are worth picking up at specific prices because they're so hard to find. So say a PS3, um, that, that depends on the storage. So most of them are 160 gigabytes, but they go up to 500 gigabytes. Um, I think a price that that's worth picking up, obviously you're not going to find these older consoles brand new. Um, but in outstanding condition and working condition, <coughs> I think PS3 is probably worth about 150, possibly 175, depending upon how well the controller is, um, in condition with no stick drip, anything like that, sticky buttons, uh, sticky thumbsticks, sticky triggers, all the buttons working, PS4s. Um, I, I don't even really know to, where to begin with those. Um, truthfully, I, I mean, just mine, which is a 500 gig slim. Say you get a terabyte slim, different color, limited edition one that are like specific game made ones. So they have like Spider-Man ones, um, Black Ops ones, Black Ops three, I believe was one of the specific ones. They have a God of War one actually. Those are consoles, pay whatever. Whatever they want, if it's brand new, pay it. As long as it's, I mean, probably not over like 500, I would say. 600 possibly, but 500. When I say 600, I mean that because if it comes with the controller made with the console, which obviously it would if it's brand new, and some games, chargers, stuff like that, which all of that stuff comes with the console besides usually the games when brand new. So... You know, 600 I think, is a very good price range if it comes with some decent games. <coughs> I know that seems like a lot to spend on a PS4, but as for just the Slims, brand new 500 gigs, I would say those are probably, I, I'd put those at a price range of probably, probably about 300. You guys can go right to Sony.com and... Well, I guess really the terabyte. You can go right to PlayStation.com. They're always sold out on there with these PS4s brand new um, directly on PlayStation.com. But you can get the black one terabyte with the controller brand new, the console's brand new, power cord, HDMI, controller charger, which is a Sony licensed charger for the controller, which is huge. You always want to have one of those. Do not ever plug a phone charger in to your controller. Don't ever do that. Use a Sony, uh, a Sony licensed charger. Always do that. Really? It's, um, it's bad to do that with a phone charger? Well, I'm having to do it right now, and I've noticed um, with really all of my controllers throughout the year <coughs> that none of them really hold that great a battery. That's that's mainly – it's not a C charger. It's a, it's a B, I want to say. I'm not sure. That's oh, the micro SUV. Yeah. Or USB, um, I mean. <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I've got this charger from my phone, and it takes the same one as my PS4. I use this. They're different cores, but they're both Bs. And it says B right here with the, like, sync logo or whatever. Um, and it, it's, it, it seems weird, but certain chargers, even if they're the same kind, so say a C, but really, I mean, more specifically the one I'm talking about, they don't quite supply the power of the stature of a controller versus a phone, a tablet, whatever. They don't supply what you need with a controller. Whereas if uh, a Sony licensed charger, those are made specifically for these controllers, which are built to do a lot of things. Like they're, they're built to, when you think about how many buttons, <coughs> So if somebody plays if somebody plays two hours a day, and they the average amount of buttons they're going to press is probably over seven eight hundred. Okay, and these controllers are built to do that. So you want a charger that's supplying the power to do that for that controller, and that's why these Sony PlayStation licensed chargers are built for that. So it's probably something to do with amperage, huh? Probably, yeah, I, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're pretty reasonably priced. You can get them $10 a brand new. They also have charging docks for controllers. It does suck, though, with those because you can't play while you charge. But if you have multiple controllers, it's definitely worth getting one because um, you can charge two controllers at the same time with most charging docks. And those are pretty reasonably priced, too. You can usually get them on sale. GameStop, like 15 bucks, only a couple bucks off on sale. So usually you see them like 17 18 Oh, that's not bad at all. I would, I would have expected those to be a little bit higher. Well, some of the newer ones are, but you know, older ones that still do the job that are made for these consoles are of that price range. Some of the newer ones, I, I want to say like twenty five, thirty, and then the ones for the PS fives, the PS five controllers are around thirty five. Higher end ones could be around forty, possibly. But yeah, those older models for the PS four ones. You see about a fifteen dollar price range at GameStop when on sale. Huh. Yeah, it's not bad at all. No, no, not at all. Um, but yeah, like I said, guys, most most consoles are worth picking up. Um, in in my opinion, besides the Wii, but <laughs> um, <coughs> I I I wasn't a fan of the Wii. The Wii U wasn't bad. Um, you know, looking at a, a, a couple more handheld consoles. Uh, so say the PS Vita, not the PSP, the PS Vita, which was released after the PSP. If you find, like literally find, not online like Amazon, because they're usually ridiculously priced on there, but say you find one on eBay and it looks outstanding, even though eBay can sometimes be sketchy when they sell stuff, um, or possibly GameStop, you find one on GameStop.com or in-store, um, it, it's worth picking those up for... God, I just just thinking of a price range because I've never owned one. I would say if they're in really good working condition, even without probably the games, I would say probably about 100, 150, close to the same price as a PS3. But really, they basically charge close to the charged close to the same thing as the PS3 when the PS Vita was released. They charged almost the same price. Really, I didn't know that. So these are really worth picking up isn't the vita um, don't you just plug the vita into the ps3 
I, I, I'm trying to think, actually. I think the Vita, I want to say it has a charger that you plug in. I think you can plug it into the PS3 or 4 or 5, for that matter. Um, but I, I think it has, a, like, a wall plug-in or something. <coughs> I'm never sure. I'm not sure. I've never owned one. But they're, 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 they're just, they're crazy. I mean, they're not like a Switch, but they're not also as new as a Switch. Um, also, people who are thinking about buying a Switch, I would wait until the Steam Deck is released, Steam Stadia Deck, or I think it's called Steam Deck. So Steam is, this is Steam's first ever console being released. Steam, I was just talking about them a while ago on here. They are a platform on PC where you can game, you can buy games, and it's very popular. Like, it's the most popular gaming thing on PC over Microsoft Store, if you have a Microsoft device with a laptop. And with it being a handheld, I think it's worth I'm not sure how buggy it's going to be at launch. Most consoles, when they're first released, you always want to wait a little while to buy them before their <coughs> first release, so three, four months, so they, the developers of these consoles can get the bugs and kinks worked out instead of having to implement it in a software update. So you can get extra security when waiting three, four months, whatever, when buying this brand new versus just having it in a software update when they can actually build them better. And with this being Steam's first console, nonetheless a handheld console, so all these PC gamers can take their games on the go. I, I think these are going to be huge. Um, probably not huge right off the bat when they're released, not because of how they're built. <clears throat> I personally think it's because it's the first console they've released, and it's a handheld, and Nintendo's been making consoles for years. I mean, the Nintendo 64, the original Nintendo, and the DSs with handheld consoles way back. Well, they know what they're doing. So I think within time, you're going to see the Steam Deck or Steam Stadia Deck. It's one of the two names. You're going to see that blow up within time. So it's not a bad idea to pick one of these up within time before they go crazy expensive with people realizing, oh, these are pretty good consoles right here, and they might jack the price a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That, I need to. I, I like the Switch from what I played. So that's yeah, that's, that's my honest opinion on that. I do like the Switch. It is pretty fun. Yeah. Do you have the Switch Lite or the actual Switch? I don't have either. I just I've just played it. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 They, they yeah are cool. I've actually never played on the Switch, but I hear they're pretty fun. Yeah, they they are. I I I only did once, and I think it was like some type of Mario. I can't remember what one, but it was pretty fun. It was years ago yeah. now, but yeah, it was really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend that one for sure. For sure, yeah. There's certain games that are great with certain consoles. So, like with this is, <coughs> I think a Switch is good for if you're a Pokemon gamer. You love Pokemon games. You're only gonna get that on a Switch or the older DSs. If you love Mario, you're only gonna see Mario on the Switch and the older DSs, the Wii's, which were also released by Nintendo. Um, and if, if you, if, give me one, if you like Mario Kart, you're going, it, it's worth picking up too. Like Mario Kart was way popular back in the day and still is. 
it is a fun game. <laughs> For sure. So that that was the first episode of Script Free. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, more of these. I don't really know. We, we haven't really decided to schedule or anything yet, but we'll, we'll figure that out and we'll keep recording and we'll get these to you ASAP. Um, hope you guys liked it. If you have any tips on how to improve anything, you can let it, uh, let us know in the comment below. But we really appreciate you guys listening, and we hope that you guys are intrigued enough to go and check out the future episodes that will follow this one.